Welcome to the World of Windsurf Girls podcast. I'm Hella. And I'm Elena. And in this space, we share literally everything about our pro-athlete lives. We dive deep into feminism, sex, mental health, and all the struggles of being alive. And then they blame it on your vagina. Ah, <laughs> Sometimes you just have to put your dick on a table. So you're breaking up with me because I'm too... Blonde? We're the non-judging breakfast club. None of your bleeping business. Guys, I'm back on the streets and back in the sheets. Uh, go know. off, queen. Look at you. Look at you being smart. Well, who would have thought? Oh my god. Okay, last try. I swear to god, I cannot do it. <laughs> me neither. I will. Um... I will lose my shit. Which yep. is going to be counterproductive to the face mask we're both currently wearing. You're right. And it will not be pretty. Not at all. <laughs> Okay, so guys, I hoped on this Zoom call, sent Hella a link. And mind you, I was wearing a face mask because I was like, whatever, like, we're not recording this. No one's going to watch. You know, I just had been on a run. I was doing a, I had a van shower. The bitch comes on also with a face mask. <laughs> I mean, we're just connected at this point. Like, but, there's you know, no denying that. The difference is you look pretty because you're wearing a, like, not a sheet mask, like a peel-off mask or, like, a cream mask. And I'm wearing this sheet mask that makes me look like Voldemort from Harry Potter. She just compared <laughs> me to Voldemort before. She does. She looks like the spitting image of Voldemort from Harry Potter. And for those of you who haven't watched Harry Potter, I have actually not watched that myself. But what? somehow I know. Stop it. You have not Do seen- not scream in a microphone at me. <laughs> Come on. I'm enraged. <laughs> But I still know who this guy is, and he's like a white-faced guy with no nose. Yeah, that's that actually, is exactly that is what I look like. That is what, what I look you look like. like right now. I agree, and I love it. I'm here for it. Oh, I will root you. you on. Thank you. You know, not everyone can look pretty all the time. Like it's got to be earned. You've got to have the contrast. <laughs> yes, them contrasts important. But I am doing gua sha at the same time. Can you hear that? Wait fun okay so a little so, asmr moment for you guys ASMR who've been here moment. for that long and remember them <laughs> asmrs that we used to do so embarrassing i cannot believe I'm, you. I'm glad we fucking skipped that so i'm i'm done with that i'm so not, you know the funniest shit is that we used to like tell people like if you know what it is if you can guess you'll get like 10 bucks I didn't have and- those 10 bucks thank god no one texted us because i would not been able <laughs> to afford that I However, think we used your dog as ASMR once, didn't we? Like he just oh yeah, licked she the licked microphone. The microphone. <laughs> oh, okay. We were off the charts. We still are, Unhinged but like pinched, but in better, every way possible. Yeah. Okay, so my skincare skincare girlies will know what gua sha is for the guys that are listening. I know you don't. Um, but impress your girlfriend by this little piece of knowledge. Um, it's like this jade stone that is shaped in a very specific way. And you can like massage your face with it. I'm sure you've seen that on TikTok probably, but it is Definitely. so satisfying. And it, it actually helps works. the blood flow. Yeah, because it helps the blood flow to like Yeah. I don't know. Like I feel like flow through a- your face. Why don't you have one of those? Pray. I have like- one. Oh really? I've never seen you yes. use it. Okay. Oh. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I just feel like you, like, yeah, I'm just surprised because you're definitely the bitch that has it. Yeah. And I've just been, like, trying to find solutions to help my anxiety because this bitch is nervous. Girl, me too. Like, I feel like my anxiety goes up and down all the time. Yeah, how's yours? Like, lately it's been okay, but, like, today I started feeling it a bit again. But, like, mm-hmm. normally now it's fine. Like, it was 
on a peak. <laughs> what? You know, after the night when I blacked out. Yes. <laughs> I can't believe I'm spilling this. Okay, guys. <laughs> I went on a night out and. <laughs> I have not recovered from this story. Please tell it. No, it no, so we're good. not spilling the whole story. Not I'm the just whole gonna... story, but parts of it. Because <laughs> I'm just okay. So this bitch um, drank a couple of six too many shots at once. Girl, I don't know how I did. Dumb. Like I leave her on her own once. Dumb. Once. Dumb. I left her just on her dumb. own once that night. In like, I think there was a ten minute window where you and I were not together. Yeah. She does six shots in a row in that minute. I'm just, sometimes I'm surprised about how fucking dumb I am. Like, yeah, I was surprised at that one too, not gonna lie. I I, I don't know who I get. I become a fucking dumb person when I'm drunk and it's not hot. But anyways, what I was gonna say with that story (laughs) is that since that, okay, so yeah, okay. With, after those six shots, I remember nothing at all. Like, it's yeah, I tried back. to protect her from the truth, but like people have been feeding her the information of what has been going on after that. And I'm just saying, like, and when I tell you that it's worse than what I feared, <laughs> guys, let's just say there was a crush that she does not have anymore. No. <laughs> that you're cutting out, bitch. Okay, <laughs> Elena. All right, all right. <laughs> okay, um. But yeah, since that night, um, I kind of got a lot of anxiety. Yeah, but because anxiety is real. I know it's not real anxiety, but real it anxiety is, yeah. built out from that. If you get what yeah, I mean. Yeah, I don't understand. And then I just got worried about everything. But now I'm like, I'm calming down a bit. Coming home has been home. good. Yeah, I'm give home. me a life update. Besides that, I feel like we've just been chatting shit for seven minutes. Give me a life update. We have, oh my god. Um, life update. So, um, I finished my training camp in Lanzarote, which has been awesome. Oh, not gonna so lie. Like, good. Best it's time been of my life. The best winter training I've ever had by far. Mm. Like, by far. Um, so I'm super, super excited because mm, the future looks fun. Looks bright, um, man. Like, for the first time, are you also like, for the first time, you're like, huh. Like, this, this is really going somewhere. Exactly. Yeah, fully. Fully. And I'm super excited about it. So, training camp was great. Excited to get into another training camp in not so long, actually. Um, but yeah, I went home from the training. Or actually, I went to Portugal for a week to just get a holiday, wind down with my family, with my grandparents, my mom and my sister, which was oh, super, was super that? nice. So good and so needed. Like, that whole week, I was like so tired like I didn't realize how tired I was until I stopped training yeah you know that makes a lot of sense and I was just like feeling a bit like you know just when you're like empty because you're so tired yeah so I was like that for a week which was not great but yeah I just needed that to recover and now I'm back home and fully energized fully ready um to get back to it and now I'm like doing a physical block which is great because we don't have that much time to do a physical block later in the season so it's great to get that done now um and we're soon going to Palma and I'm so excited about that I know (laughs) it's gonna be great we have a nice little house all of us together once again it's basically gonna be Lanzarote but in Palma exactly which I can't get enough 
I'm here for it. Yeah. Fully. Same. And you? Oh, I've been just living my best life. Not gonna lie. <laughs> so when Hella left, um, because there was a time where I was in Portugal for like my mental training. I think I updated everyone on that. Not sure. Maybe not. Maybe that's when we stopped podcasting. But I was in Portugal for three days um, working with my mental trainer. And in that time, Hella kept training. So now when Hella went to Portugal, I kind of kept training with our trainer. So to like balance it out. So I had a, a couple of individual sessions, which was incredible. Like, I just feel like you learn so much. Um, I know when like you can just go in your own pace and like everything's centered around you. Like, I love training with you, Hella. Don't get me wrong. Like, I think it can be definitely, <laughs> it can definitely get too much to train on your own. Cause like you get so much information in such a short amount of time. Uh, but it was definitely amazing. Like, you know, just this whole episode is going to be about how like training plateaus can fuck you up and like how to get out of it. I just got out of one. So I've been feeling amazing on the water. Like it was just so good. Um, and then we trained for a little more and then we, I had to like pack up all my stuff. So I moved out of the house when Hella left and then we had to pack up all our gear because that's going to Palma. So I just started road tripping around the Island, which was so lovely. Like I'm back in Molly. I'm living in Molly again. I've been having the best time. I've been working loads on WOW. Molly is her van. Oh, yeah. Um, sorry. I, just the way I just people. assumed everybody knows. I know. I was like, um, um, we might <laughs> if you don't know, get a grip. Get a grip. You're not a real oh. fan. Uh, don't say that to our listeners. They listen to us. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Now you know. Now you know. Now you're part of the community. Molly is my van. She's our everything. Like, I thought I was the only one obsessed with her, but like our coach obsessed with her. Hella loves her. Like, Molly is it. Molly is an actual member of WOW. Molly is the moment. <laughs> Molly is the, mo- the icon. <laughs> the icon. Um, so, I've, yeah, I've been just obsessed. And now, ugh, now sh- a little bit of a shit. Like, I'm not looking forward to the next five, six days at all. Because I have a hell of a journey in front of me. <laughs> I do not envy you. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah, like, I'm glad it's me because I feel so sorry for anyone who has to do this. Basically, from tomorrow on until Tuesday morning, I will be taking ferries to get Molly back to the mainland. Um, And because everything was full, I just couldn't get a spot. Looking back, I feel like I should have just, like, put in more effort to get a spot on a different ferry. Like, in the beginning, like, a lot of the ferries were full and stuff, but I probably should have just called them up. And I want, But I remember just being so fed up with the stupid ferry shit that once I had, like kind of a way to get back which is stupid like I have to go from Lanzarote to another island to Gran Canaria and then from Gran Canaria um, I go to the mainland and that ferry also stops in Tenerife which is another fucking 10 hours on top so I'm an idiot past me did not like future me because what the fuck (laughs) but that's so typical like every time I order flight tickets I just order the cheapest ones that takes like 24 hours to get from here to like Spain or whatever like and you think like oh but it's gonna be fine it's gonna be fine but then when the day it's really not it's really not yeah you're like fuck past me for doing this like yeah and I feel like this is part of growing up is learning that you need to take care of future you because future you is important like and I usually do that like I think this is like a huge difference between you and I like you never do you're always like this is a problem for future Ella (laughs) and I'm usually not but I don't know what was going on with this stupid fairy thingy like yeah I was just fed up um yeah but when you get stressed like you tend to like just rush everything and get it done that's true I feel like 
That and is I think that was the situation true. here. You were stressed, like, how do I get up this island? And- yeah, that is so true. Um, and now I'm paying the price. So <laughs> there <laughs> nice. we go. I have literally five days of, like, um, then I'm on the mainland, 10 hours of driving within one day. And then the next morning at fucking 7 a.m., I'm taking a flight home from Barcelona, having to leave Mall in Barcelona because of some logistical Wait. stuff. Your flight leaves at 7 a.m.? Yeah. So I arrive at Tuesday Ugh. at 7 a.m. on the mainland in Huelva. And then at the same day, I have to drive 10 hours to Barcelona, sleep somewhere close to Barcelona, get to the airport by like 5 a.m. And then, and then, best part about this, I get home at 9 a.m. The day after, I have a freaking fitness test. And I, yeah. I'm sorry. I don't know if this is dumb or whatever, but. And I only have like, five days at home and then I have to leave again. Girl. And I already promised girl. like seven friends to meet up with them one-on-one. <sighs> and I have May, to go to the gym twice a day. May the force and the energy yeah. and the gods and yes. whoever might be out there be Thank with you. you. Thank you. Because um, <laughs> you do need it. <laughs> Are you going to cry now? Yes. She's crying, you guys. <laughs> I'm just like I'm so dumb sometimes okay but you know what it's all right I've had a great time here I've been relaxing um you know I've been gymming I've been running which who is she you know what the fuck um so whatever I'll survive I'll survive it's just sometimes you have these really shitty periods like of logistics during the year um but then I'm thinking like you know it was so worth it to have the car on like for three and a half months on the islands like we were used it all every day so i'm willing to pay a five-day price for that yeah definitely i'll survive oh wow sorry we've been catching up for so long i just feel like it's because we haven't podcasted in so long that we kind of like forget isn't it i think so too and there's so much to update um Do you have any Gen Z updates? I feel like we need to keep that Gen Z in there. No, you don't. I do. do you actually? Wow. I finally This do. is the first just time. Just something I want to discuss. Okay. Tell me. So. I feel like I know what it is. Can I guess? Yeah, I think you do. Because who does? Yeah, okay, I guess. It's a Selena Gomez and Hailey Bieber drama. Yes, it is. <laughs> but it's my point of view on that shit. I love it. Please blame so, Justin. Yeah, but this drama, I'm Okay. So, if you guys have been living under a rock the past month, you probably don't know that Selena Gomez and Hailey Bieber has a lot of drama going on on the internet. Or, not actually them. So, apparently, I don't know, like, there's a lot of conspiracy theories, but apparently Hailey Bieber has been bullying Selena Gomez online. Including, like, Kylie Jenner as well, right? Yeah, and Kylie Jenner too. And we don't even know if it's directed at Selena Gomez, but apparently a lot of people think so. Because Kylie Jenner and Hailey Bieber lost, like, hundreds of thousands thousands of followers. I know. Like, people are... Okay, one thing is to unfollow people because they're mean girls. I get that. Uh, or I they get assume that. that they're mean. Don't girls. need That's that fine. energy in your life. I get it. No, I like unfollow people. I'm all for it. Like yeah. unfollow whoever gives you bad energy. That's fine. But the amount of content I get on my feed of people I know. bullying 
Hailey yeah. Bieber. Yeah. Like so ha- rough and so hard really? and it's like it's literally unacceptable. Like they are tearing her apart from like how she looks, from like how she acted like a kid or like just all like they just dig into all of it and just twist things around and just bully the shit out of her. People need to stop this shit. And I'm like, okay, I'm like but this is a fucking century old thing. There is I know a man and the man has publicly humiliated both Selena and Haley. Like he's been a brat. He has done He you is know? a brat. I'm he's sorry, a yeah. ratty little dog that nobody knows what he's doing here. <laughs> little rats. But what does the world do? They pin the two women against each other. Even though Exactly. Bro- oh. Yeah. It's not even like don't even go and tear apart the women it's the guy here who's the problem that's the first thing that's the yeah, first thing agree like i don't know i'm not liking like i don't like to pick sides or anything but i'm not like i'm not defending Haley bieber like that but mm-hmm. i'm like can we all just be kind to each other yeah like is that so much to ask for like i get if you're like a selena gomez fan and you're upset like i also got a bit upset like why would you guys go bully her like she's awesome like stop that like just don't be mean but it doesn't help to take that mean energy and twist it around at them again i just wanted to like my conclusion with all of this is just like even if they bullied her let's just be the bigger people and just Mm. be kind send out the energy you want to have back yourself and it's not that hard not to bully people like it should be easy yeah i just let's why do people take this so personal as well like that is another like it's a whole other discussion but i'm just like it has nothing to do with you like no you can talk about this drama to your friends spread your opinion but leave those people alone they're real people you know like if they have drama it's their drama like yeah what are you doing trying to influence this like they're not gonna read like nobody cares what you have to say your opinion does not matter because you are not involved in this. <laughs> no. And just be kind, guys. Like, yeah. Let's just agree. That. That's what that was a good one. Um, Thank you. I have a Gen C, I have a couple different ones. So, first one, did you see the update of Instagram where you can have like a status? Yeah, on mess on the messages. Yeah, weird. I've I, I don't know. I just don't understand it. I kind of like when people do it. I don't n- Never done it. Not ever gonna do it. Don't understand why they put it there. I feel like ne- yeah. <laughs> I feel like in a week I'm gonna see you like doing it every day. You know I might if it. <laughs> that is typically you're like I'm never gonna do it, and a week later. I have, remember the reels. I was like one of the last people to ever post reels. I remember. Yeah, I, remember. I never post. I only ever post the pictures. Yeah. And look at me now. You can be a bit stubborn. But I I, maybe we're gonna love these message thingies. I just don't yeah. really understand them. I, don't I know, also don't like, understand. Yeah, if you're a listener and you use them and you understand what the point of it is, please let me know. <laughs> I need to know. I don't get it. I guess it's just like create conversation, and you can just write something, and people can like write. You. Like it's a people can yeah. write you back. Like I don't know. Maybe I, I don't really know. I don't know. Well, anyways, if you're doing this, it's not no hate to you. Yes, and go no, for it. Love please it enlighten us. We would love to <laughs> be in that, I don't know, groove. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then my other Gen C thing is just, so I've been taking over the TikTok channel for Defensive Girls, and I'm like diligently posting every single day because we've changed now our structure of working a little bit. And like, 
we decided to have a lot more planning of like when we're working, when we're training, when we're gymming, because everything has gotten a little bit blurred. And like, we have the tendency for like to run to the water the second there's like a little breeze and drop everything, which you obviously cannot do if you have a company because then no money comes in and then you're not going to be able to insurf anyways. So since we've structured it more, we are all working, like we are both working like pretty much nine hours a week. So like three times, three hours a day um, per week. And I've been getting so much shit done, um, including being able to like generate content for the TikTok. And I've been really getting into it and yeah, loving it. Just wanted to say like, I'm really part of that TikTok community. Also haven't downloaded TikTok since like until like a month or two ago. Mad. Crazy. Wait, no, that's a lie. That Impressed. is a lie. Lost I October. Like... Lost. I downloaded it in October last year. No, earlier. Really? You definitely, you made your own TikToks also earlier. I think that started in Brest. No, earlier. All right, maybe. Definitely. You had a lot of posts before Brest. Okay. But I just remember refusing to download it for years. Yeah. For whatever reason. But I'm in it now. I'm deep in it. And I'm I loving remember- it. When our, actually, I think our manager suggested it for the first time, like, oh, should we do a TikTok? And you were like, ew, no. And now she's the <laughs> boss bitch TikToker. Like, yeah. So follow us on TikTok. I don't know why you're not yeah. following us yet. Do it. No, me neither. Like, it's great. Actually, we're I funny. love, I, I love yeah. it. Our coach I've been is on watch- there too. Yeah. I've been watching it lately, like just going in and just scrolling through videos when I, whenever I'm bored. And I think it's funny. I also I think we're funny, which is what the goal is, I guess. <laughs> that we think we're funny? Yeah, well, yes. you know, it can't please everyone, so at least please yourself, right? You're right. I love that. All right, let's get into the actual topic of today's episode, which is basically about being stuck or, for us athletes more relevant, being in a training plateau. And the reason... What is a training plateau? What is with all of these? Suddenly, you've started to, like, implement, uh, like, very fancy words in your vocab. (laughs) Do you think it's our coach rubbing off on me, like the British? definitely. Definitely. No, but a training plateau... Okay, I'm going to explain it. I've been using that word for ages, though. I agree with everything you said. However, not this word. So a training plateau is when you get stuck in your training basically like when you feel like you're doing everything that's right and it's just like plateaus like the progress just becomes lit like just becomes like stagnant and you're just not progressing and usually you do not know why obviously like it gives a lot of frustration wait let me pull up the definition of this not the definition not the (laughs) definition i love that (laughs) that's so you thank you i just feel like i that wasn't like even a compliment, but <laughs> okay. So what? it is. They say a workout plateau occurs when your body adjusts to the demands of your workouts. You might start to feel unmotivated, bored, or find like you just don't feel like working out. This is a sign that you may be ready to try a new training style, or like it can like basically it can have a lot of reasons as to why you wouldn't be progressing anymore. You've been working your ass off, you're doing everything right, or it feels like you're doing everything right, but there is no progress. You feel like you're stuck. You are you don't know a way out. That is a training plateau. And I feel like a lot of people are going to be resonating with this. And it doesn't even have to be 
training. It can just be stuck in work, in your, you know, creative process and whatever it is. It just happens where you, you know, you just don't know what's wrong. And the reason we wanted to talk about it is because I just came out of one of those. <laughs> Hooray! Can Hooray! You, I want to hear about your experience. All right. So, okay, I'm going to make this as specific as I can, but or as detailed, but I'll have to explain some things for people that don't know about Olympic windsurfing. So in Olympic windsurfing, again, you have a course that you have to go through the fastest way possible. And there's an upwind part and a downwind part, like a, a part where you go like towards the wind and away from the wind. Um, and I used to be pretty good in downwind. Like that used to be where I would take places. I used to be really fast. Um, I really felt good in it. It was my favorite thing to do. And all of a sudden, I couldn't go downwind anymore. Like, I don't, I don't remember what happened. I don't remember the exact day anymore, but I would literally like, it was ridiculous. I would crash every hundred meters and it made zero sense whatsoever. And, you know, you could think like, oh yeah, okay. I know I can actually do it. So something must be wrong, but no, like most athletes, I was like, I'm a loser. I just forgot how to do it. <laughs> no, I remember this so clearly because like we were actually working on our downwinds and you were having sick downwinds. I remember yeah. I was like, whew, I really got to like step it up to like be able to beat this girl in a downwind run. And like, was it a few days later? Uh, yeah. It was like, yeah. a day later or something. Or the day, yeah, like ridiculous. Yeah, it was insane. And then suddenly... You just couldn't do it anymore. I just couldn't. And, you know, you, you start going down a rabbit hole because you start changing things. You start changing your positioning, which is fine. Like the way you do it with your body. But you also start changing things on your gear. Like you're like, maybe it's the settings because actually settings make a huge difference. So you start changing and changing. And it doesn't fucking work because it's not the settings. It's also not the positioning. Or at least it wasn't in my case. And you just go down a rabbit hole, kind of like ruling out all these different reasons that it could be, which makes you doubt yourself more and more because then you're like, oh my God, all I'm left with is my skills. Like all, you know, I'm the problem. It's me. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, you and I, we have that tendency anyways, to just beat ourselves up the second something goes wrong. We're both like, it's me. I'm the, pro it's not you. It's me. When it's clearly not our fault, we'll be like, I'm sorry. <laughs> I right. apologize for the inconvenience it was my <laughs> fault um so yeah I was not in a great like I was just so frustrated especially because my upwind went from like a three to an eight like my upwind is so fucking good now and then I was like nice like you know I'm finally starting to fit the pieces together my upwind went from like really shit I used to struggle with it so much to like really good and now suddenly I can't go downwind anymore like what is this shit like I thought I was finally, you know, getting better. And it turns out it was all mental. Completely I mental. told you so. I know I hate people who say that, <laughs> no, but, but I'm right. going to say you're it. Because right. right. I remember I was like, no, you know how to go down. I know you know how to go down. Yeah. But and you're like, right. So what was like your lowest point? I feel like that must have been like the regardless. Well, you remember my lowest point. I there, bitch. I was just... there. But I feel like we need to like yes. serve the spice. I agree. Because so, there was like, we had a couple of regattas there. And mm -hmm. I remember you being like livid on the top mark. Like you'd be like yeah. insane. 
And then you would always like something would happen on that one. Yeah. Just crash. Like out of nowhere. I, or how yeah. was that? Like how did you crash? Did you crash the same way every time or is it different yeah. every, every time? No, like- no, it was like but it was always like for no reason. Do you know what I mean? Like I felt like I could have fully prevented that. Why didn't like you know, like you know what I mean? It wasn't like it wasn't an actual reason. It was no like no spin out really. It was just I kept getting pulled forward by the sail and like ejected from my kit. Mm. Which then in turn, like and the the devil's circle started because those crashes are extremely painful and like really hard and like actually can be fucking traumatizing. So not only yeah, they're was scary. I scary. It's they're scary. scary. And like if you just like who's stupid enough to do the same shit over and over again, crashing over and over again in like a really painful way. And like you tried everything and nothing works and it just makes you also not want to do it anymore, which again adds to the mental fatigue of it, like which makes you crash more because if you tell your body, oh my God, I don't want to crash, you're going to crash because your body doesn't understand, like, no. So I was just, I was like, yeah. And I could barely even see, like, the positives anymore because you were right. Like, for the first time in my life, I was so, like, that first upwind because it had gotten so much better. Like, there was one time where I was, like, eighth. Like, sometimes I was even in front of you on the top mark and I was like, well, what is going on? And then, you know came in last because I had two downwinds and both of them had crashed like four times, you know? So yeah. it was a low point. I was upset. You were very upset. Yeah. So what did that do to you? Like, did you like starting to doubt? Like, I, st- I doubted my whole journey. Because like, yeah, I remember our coach, Henry, he came yeah. up to me and told me that like, you'd like debated with him like if you should even be windsurfing and I remember I was like ah but this is just you freaking out and I know it's not like I guess I love that you knew that did you actually say that I was so chill I was like no 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 this is fine like it's it's fully fine (laughs) like what you need in those situations is like no you can do it like just confirmation that oh yes you can do it I know you can you know so I knew that you wouldn't quit because if you would, I yeah. would kill myself. No, I no, would. I would never quit. I will not joke about killing myself. Okay, I'm sorry. That was not politically <laughs> correct. I'm taking it back. Um, however, um, so I knew it wasn't like like that, but it can feel, it can feel like that when you're up in your emotions, right? Yes, because you're okay. So I sat on the coach boat, and I was there. I was like, I have spent so much money effort blood sweat and tears and i've put it all into this one fucking project and if you look at it from the outside it's a crazy thing to do like i had a stable life i had a career i had a job like you know i was working on the weekends i had med school which i was really good you know like i had everything lined up and i decided to just take a leap of faith going to a sport i have never done before and decide to go to the olympics and like <laughs> every time like i forget that <laughs> <laughs> but every time you say that i'm like no crazy like yeah can't be, like can't mad isn't it yeah mad, like who who would do mad. that why would you do that so i would never encourage way, someone to do that because i'd be like i would you never can't, you can't handle that i'm sorry Mm-mm. but you did so well it does it did change my perspective in life like now i'm like well you can do anything like whatever fuck it like yeah. You know, if that works, then you can do anything. Like, <laughs> if I can do this, anyone can do anything. True. Um, but like, it just, yeah, like, I just, rem- you know, because it wasn't just like a natural progression for me to go into windsurfing and it wasn't going so well. It was like, it, I think that adds a little bit of pressure because it's like, okay, if this doesn't work out, like, 
obviously like i already say now like even if if i would stop that i break my leg i already won so much more with this life than i ever have before but anyways like yeah i was just like i cannot believe that like i just can't go down I'm, i'm just bad at this like maybe i'm just not good enough you know like maybe i'm just not cut out and the reality of it is there's a lot of athletes that actually like most athletes have to come to that conclusion because only very few make it to the top but yeah, I was right. wrong. <laughs> I <Yes>. was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I was so you're wrong. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, but what was the turning point? Like, because I, I don't even know that. Because mm. actually, the turning point was a ten-minute call with my mental trainer. Like ten minutes, because so she would like she kept being like fucking call me, but. What I tend to do when I'm not feeling great is just isolate myself. And, like, I haven't... I didn't tell anyone. <laughs> like, we both do that. It's We horrendous. both do that. <laughs> we both do that. And then she like, was like, fucking both... call me. Yeah. So yeah. As you should. Like, mm. reaching out for help is great. Like, what we tend to do, just, like, isolate <laughs> ourselves. Just, like... <laughs> dig ourselves but, into it deeper we're like okay i just don't want to be an inconvenience and i know i am with this mood so i'm just gonna vanish. shut down and see you later <laughs> <laughs> yeah so she pestered me and she was like bitch fucking call like call me i don't care so i finally managed like at the end of the regatta i called her for like 10 minutes and just that 10 minute call made me feel so much better and she knows me really well i've been working for her like with her for a while now so and I was like, fuck, like, if she's the one that makes me feel better, it's obviously, like, a mental thing. And even though you told me, like, I just needed to feel it, like, I, I logically knew, okay, it's weird that all of a sudden I can't do it anymore. But, you know, like, when you just, you're in your feels and you're like, mm, must be me because I can't, I don't want to blame everyone else. You know, I hate people that do that. So I don't want to be that person. But, like, after that phone call, I was like, okay, how can I feel so much better with one phone? And the next day, actually, it went a little bit better still like nowhere near to what it is now but yeah and that's how I knew I was like fuck it's all mental but what did she say like did um, she say some key points that like I think all she said is like because we hadn't been like we since I came to Lanzarote I wasn't able to like be with like have a mental training session like a wing wave session with her which you know the sessions I have with her you have to do them in person it's not just like a talking th- thing so she she didn't say much. She was like, "Yeah, how are you doing?" And I was like, "Girl, I'm like, f- I'm so fucked up. I can't do downwind anymore." Like, and she was like, "Girl, just come to Portugal." She was in Portugal at the time. We have like, it just sounds like you have to do another session. And I like explained to her, you know, what had been going on. I had changed everything. I'd done this, and, and she was like, "Girl, it's so fucking obvious that this is me- like, you know, like who are you trying to, you know, who are you kidding here?" Um, just come to Portugal and we'll do a couple sessions and it took a lot for me to book that flight because I just you know how you like "Mm, I can't just like go away when things are not good like I should train more when things are not going well so I can get better (laughs) I'm exactly the same but it makes zero sense whatsoever but she managed to convince me so I booked the flight and flew out there for three days and we worked like never before it was just like three days all day like double sessions just mental training and I had some like really really crazy revelations that I, ha- I haven't even, I think I don't have no I haven't told you them 
No, you you actually haven't. Are you comfortable telling some of them here? Or yeah, yeah, I can. So I think a lot of people are very curious. Like I remember we got a lot of questions on the in Instagram on the Wow account. Like when you were leaving, like oh, but why is she doing that? Like what mm. is she doing? I think mm. people are very curious because not a lot of people are actually doing it as actively as you are. Yeah. So it would yeah. be great. If, yeah, if you'd share. Okay. It's so crazy to me. Like. I remember coming back I'm like I could have never figured this out by myself like what the issue was even though you know you think like oh you know fuck therapy like I can just you know guess what it is but I, I could have never so I explained wing wave in a in a session before in another episode so maybe go listen to that one but basically it's like a technique that simulate like it simulates the REM movement of the eyes the like the REM sleep phase is when you dream when you process things which basically fast tracks the the processing of emotions and moments and then usually you go into a specific situation on the water you simulate the eye movements and then like like memories from the past come up because you, like your brain is processing it on fast track and like processing it as, as if you're dreaming kind of um so i got okay a little trigger warning here but like i got immediately catapulted back to like the situation in australia um, which I also openly have talked about on the podcast where I was sexually assaulted. And I was like, mm, I'm not sure if this has any connection. Like, this is so strange. Why would this have a connection? So we dug deeper and dug deeper. And essentially what kind of came out is that, you know, when you're sailing, so when you're sailing downwind, there's a lot of pressure in the sail. And when you get a gust, the sail tends to like pull you forward. Um, and you have to balance it out with your body. And now what happened to me is that this pull forward is involuntarily like you don't want that to happen. And I have this really big thing now since that happened and, you know, like I'm going to have to work on it continuously that anytime something happens with my body against my will, I tend to freeze, which is what I did in that situation back then as well. So I just freeze. So anytime, basically, that's the reason I would crash. Anytime the sail would pull me a little forward instead of counterbalancing it with movement, I'd freeze, like I'd get completely frozen, which obviously would then pull me forward and you know just shoot me into the water and the fact that every time I'd froze something bad happened kind of like triggered the same fucking loop in my brain over and over because it happened before in another way but it was constantly that and then we were able to like work through that process and kind of open that up and haven't crashed since on a downwind been going hours and hours on downwinds that I have not crashed that's crazy. Actually, that's crazy. But that, like, yeah. when you explain it, it kind of makes it makes sense. It makes so much like, sense. That's probably your body's reaction, also, when things yeah. happen to your body. Because, yeah, that's the trauma what is stored in the body. That's mm. yeah. there's this book. I haven't read it yet, but it's like your body. It's called like I think your body remembers everything or something like that. And like you know how like you see those videos where people release trauma from like physical touch. Yeah that's what happens like when you have a trauma in your past and it can be as small or as huge as this um yeah your, your body's going to remember and it's going to come out in one way or in another the problem is you're probably not going to recognize it because you don't know that like how your body stored this emotion so you have to have mm -hmm. someone else to like help you through that process but yeah wow. like I, yeah i remember getting back on the water and having this thought was like, whoa, okay, I can allow myself like to move. So like I moved extra much, you know, like I was like, okay, I'm moving with the water, like just to not get stuck. And swear to God, haven't, 
haven't crashed on the downwind. Wow. Okay, but how was the process? So you found out that that was the reason why, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, like, what's the next step? Like, did you just get more conscious of it, like you said, and then just, like, move more into... So, well, no. So through wing wave, I became conscious of it. And then what happens is you continue with the wing wave and you continue processing it. Like, you continue with the eye movements and your brain just processes that. And then How maybe process. Wait, sorry for interrupting. I'm just like, no, no, that's great. If I that's wonder, great. the other people, <laughs> people were, yeah. Too. So you're not actively processing it. You're passively. Pro- you know, when you're sleeping and you're dreaming, that's your brain processing what happened during the day. So yeah. it's the same. Just you're awake. Like I'm not actively doing something. So like that's a little bit why it's really hard for me to explain it to other people because it's not something you can do yourself. You have to do this with wing wave. Like you have to have this person that knows how to do the the wing wave method and then they have to do it for you. Which, by the way, um, Tanya is coming to Greece. Tanya is my mental trainer and she's doing a session with you and Henry. If you really? want that. Yeah. Oh my God, that'd be so fun. Yeah, she's like, oh, absolutely. She's gonna, she's gonna help. Like, you know, you can pick like one thing and then you're gonna dive into it and then. Oh my God, I'm scared. I feel like this is like witchcraft, like... <laughs> It's yeah, like this is important to say. This is completely scientifically based, like scientific based. This is not hypnosis. This is not has nothing like, yeah. But it sounds like witchcraft, and it feels like witchcraft. Yeah, no, definitely. But it, yeah, just yeah, it's just on like I just haven't done anything like that before. Mm. You know, it's just unknown. And, yeah, and I feel a bit bad because it's not very relatable. Um, because not everyone's gonna have a mental trainer and you know not everyone is gonna have the means to have a mental trainer I'm struggling myself but I've just noticed how much it helps me so I'm trying this method and it really works for me there's some people that it doesn't work as well for but it's just worked for me and I'm never going back but I think the moral of the story is to trust the people around you when you're in such high emotions because you're not going to know yourself in that moment. Like when you're this stuck. And I, I can imagine it's just like, let's say you're an author and you're writing and you're just stuck. And then you're like, fuck, maybe I'm a shit author. Maybe I can't write, you know, like go to people you trust, be open and let them tell you what they think. And they, they're usually right. And then just step away. Just go. <laughs> yeah. yeah, fuck that. I think the, the stepping away is my... And it's the hardest step to do because if you're anything like me and Hella, you want to do it more because you're like, okay, I suck. So I have to train harder to get better to not suck anymore. But that's the worst you can do for yourself. Yeah, you're right. We we usually tend to do that. But actually, like that is the definition of crazy, like doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. Yes, yes that's like good ones. It just doesn't work like that. I know but it, it just doesn't work like that. So I yeah. I feel like both of us have kind of learned that this year in the hard way, <laughs> in the very hard way, <laughs> the tiring, yeah. uh, emotional, crying kind of way. Mm-hmm. But I feel like we we actually did learn it now. Yeah, I until agree. next time at least. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, I have a feeling it's not the last time we're gonna have to go through this learning process. But you know, no. it's getting better, so that's all you can ask for. Yep. Um. Yeah. So. That was crazy. It is just crazy to me, like, how important it is to take care of your mental health and how, like, and your, like, mindset. Because I used to think, like, oh, yeah, like, of course, mindset is important. Mental health is important. But I didn't realize how much of an impact it can have. Like, 
if I hadn't had Tanya, this could have destroyed my career. Like this part of being stuck, like you couldn't have helped me with it. Henry couldn't have helped me with it. I couldn't have helped me with it. Like, because we would have never gotten to that point, you know, that deep. So I think sometimes it's very helpful to go to a professional, whether that be therapy, wing wave therapy. I think like there's one that's called EBT or something like emotional based therapy, something like that. Yeah. You just work with your emotions a lot. Like, I can just recommend that if you're an athlete, even if you're an author or an artist, having someone neutral outside that just wants the best for you and that has a li- like that is a professional, best thing I've ever done. Yeah, it really is. I feel like everyone should have access to that. Like it should. I wish it I was wish free. It was. But mm. like also here in Norway, like it's also super hard to book appoint- appointments like that. Yeah, like, they're just booked out for ages, aren't they? Because everyone is struggling. Yeah, makes me want to fucking do that. Like, makes me want to be a professional so I can help other people. Yeah, you're right. It actually does. But what about you? Like, I know you've had, I know for sure you've had days, like, times where you were stuck. Yes. How'd you get out of it? I do. Um, So, um, okay, I have to, like, a bit of background story. Mm -hmm. So, in 2021... Yeah, I had my best season ever. Like, that was the season where I had my breakthrough. Like, I became vice world champion, world champion. Vice world champion twice. Once in IQ and one in PWA. Like, yeah, you were was on crazy. fire. I was, like, I was actually performing so well because I expected nothing. Like, I was young. I was, like, it was... Like, like a wild card, a newcomer. Exactly. The Olympic class just started. Like I had, I had trained a lot, but I just didn't expect my, me to be able to be up there, you know? Mm. So I remember like going into the world championships and um, Sarah and my dad was joking about that I will would not like be able to do the after party. And then my, and then Sarah suggested like, oh, but... If she gets to the medal race, then my dad had to promise that they'd wait a day with driving home so that I could attend the after party. Whatever. And I remember I was just thinking, that is not going to happen. And I remember saying it out loud, like, yeah, guys, that's not going to happen. Like, it's not even like, you guys don't even have to think about that. Like, that's not even a fucking possibility at all whatsoever. Guess who made it to the medal race? Incredible. (laughs) It was fucking crazy. Um, yeah, but I had I had my best season ever, um, and I started getting all of these sponsorship contracts, scholarships. I got into the national funding. Team. Yeah, everything was like kind of just happening for me, and I was like, "Wow, this is great! Like, I can actually live from this." Um, and then the next season came, and I remember like it was not that I was scared, like. So I was scared of not performing, but not because I wanted a medal or whatever. I was just so scared of not being able to live this life. Because I knew that all of my funding, all of like all of my support um, came with the condition that I'm going to perform well. Good. Yeah. And that really messed up with my head because I was like, oh, but if I don't perform, I can't do this anymore. Like, what am I going to do then? I'm going to just go home and study. And I'd... 
to all of you girls, do, guys, people doing that, love that for you. But I just, this is my dream. Like, this is what I want to do. And just to give up that, like, I just couldn't even bear the thought of that. And that made me just so stressed out in my body. Like, I remember mm. in training competition, I could do really, really well. Because I, mm -hmm. I had the level. I knew how to windsurf. But when it came down to competitions, I just freezed up, really. Like, I remember once I was stuck in the start line. I just couldn't get the foil up, but it was windy. And I just I just couldn't move because I was so full of, like, anxiety and stress. And actually, that was when my anxiety started, too. I remember. Again. I clearly <laughs> remember that. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that was actually really... I don't know, a tough time because I just like you, I started to doubt like, oh, but maybe I'm just not cut out for this. Like, maybe this is just not for me. Maybe my dreams are being crushed right in front of me and there's nothing I can do about it. Um, and I remember telling you like, no, like I also remember telling you like, no, you have to level like it made no it made no real sense in a way because so our old training partner Sar, like you and her you were on the same level so how come she was fifth at the europeans um like you were even beating her often so how come she was fifth at the european and you were i don't remember what place you were but like something deep like 35 maybe deeper exactly like it made zero sense i remember like telling you like no it's you you can do it like I've seen you do it I see you do it every day on the water I you know like I can't tell you why this is happening but it is not you not being able to windsurf yeah yeah it was so weird because whenever it would just be a competition I would just I would freeze up but I remember like all of the people that like saw me and saw me on the water they said the same like but you look different in training than competition which which was the truth and this kept on going actually the whole Whole the year. whole season. Um, How did you get out of it, or what? What flipped the switch? What? Or when were you like, okay, enough is enough? What did you do? I think like, so I didn't perform with the Europeans, but I thought, okay, but I still have the worlds to be able to perform, and shit will be good. Like if I do well at the worlds, it's fine. Anyways, no one cares about the Europeans if I do well at the worlds, you know? Yeah, that's true. Then worlds didn't happen for me either. We had like, like the fuck. worst time of the season at the worlds. <laughs> it was know, so it was bad. So fucking frustrating because in the weeks before the worlds, I had such good training. We did so mm. many races where I did so well. I was did. close to a lot of good girls. And then just in the worlds, I just didn't see them good, good girls anymore because they were like miles ahead. <laughs> And it was just so weird to me. I just couldn't figure it out. But I think, yeah, so I still put on the same pressure that I did in Europeans in the world. So for me, it was definitely that I just had way too high expectations, maybe mm. higher expectations than my level met. So unrealistic yeah. expectations, I think. Unrealistic wow, that is, a, expectations. that is a very interesting point. Yeah, I think unrealistic expectations can definitely disturb the flow and... Yeah, if you disturb the flow, nothing is flowing, and yeah, you tend to not perform. <laughs> Quite literally, like... the definition. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> but it's also like um, it's, what you just said. Oh my god, that resonates so much with you, me, with me, because mm -hmm. like it's okay to not be at the level you want to be at yet. But like, if you disrupt your flow, you're never gonna get there. 
No, exactly. No, that that's fully like that's such a good lesson to me. So I think like just to really get the expectations down. And I I remember I was telling myself, oh, but I don't have expectations. But you had very high expectations. <laughs> I don't have expectations. But if I do any less than what I did last year at the Worlds, I'm gonna. I cry. will kill myself. Yeah, I said I wouldn't say that I would kill. Uh, That's okay. all right. But <laughs> do you forgive me? I forgive you. Thank you. Okay, I swear but... so much on this podcast that I feel like I can't say shit. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yes. So that's one thing. My expectations were unrealistic. Second thing, I was feeling a lot of pressure, both from the outside and the inside. Obviously, the mm. inside. Yeah. yeah. From like. And I was um, scared to lose all my sponsorships because I knew that, like, I only got them because I was Wise World Champion. So I was, like, so scared that I was going to just lose everything. And um, I know that my national team funding also depended on that. So actually, a lot of things did depend on me performing. Yeah, so the um, pressure was there. Like it was, you know. it was, it was real because hmm. sports is not, like, very forgiving. Like, if you At don't all. perform you don't get money yeah it's that there's, easy yeah there's literally people that went to the olympics in the last windsurf class and now had to stop because they weren't extremely good in the new windsurf class and they had only like half a year to show that they were at the top still or like a year and when they That's didn't crazy. they had to go so yeah, yeah it's, Sport, it's brutal it's out here it is brutal. fucking brutal um so the pressure was was real but it really didn't help me because I think some people can perform under pressure, but for me, I need like a calm, safe environment to be able to excel. Um, and I think just like that, it was kind of just an exposure therapy situation for me the whole last year. Because at the um, worst year of your life, in terms of performance, because I had the worst results of my <laughs> life, and I've been windsurfing for since I was seven. How long, mm. like, you know, like maths. 14 years. I've been windsurfing for 14 years. <laughs> it's crazy. But how good is that? It can only go up, baby girl. Yes, exactly. I, I hope. No, it will. <laughs> it and, will. <laughs> but anyways, I think for me, this was just a big, like, exposure therapy. Because anyways, like, I didn't, re I didn't perform. I didn't get, I don't have very good funding from my national team at all. Um... My sponsor sticked with me, which I was, like, Yay! so happy about. I was like, wow, I, <laughs> that's great. And apparently, like, I think, like, you should be working with people who believe in you and will, will stick with you even though you have one bad season. Like, mm. I feel like that should, I don't know, like, if people would drop me if I have one bad season, then I, I'm not sure if I want them on my team. You I love I mean? that. That is also our wild philosophy, isn't it? Like... Definitely. You're not just here, you're here for the long run and everyone knows process isn't linear and progress mm. isn't linear. So there is going to be downsides. Exactly. And now like not going to lie like there is financial struggles which was what I feared would happen and it it, it is happening. But I also <laughs> right? But what I also see is that we do find solutions. Like I am Every confident time, yes. that things are going to be okay in the end because we do find solutions and 
you and me were so fortunate and lucky to have so many great people around us helping us Agreed. in all different kinds of ways, mm-hmm. which is amazing. And yeah, I'm able to windsurf still, I'm still here, I'm not getting yes. rid of me anytime soon. But I think like, even though um, it was a shit year, I, what I feared would happen happened. I think it it was kind of worth it, to be honest, because now I'm not f- afraid of losing because I know how it feels to lose. I know what happens. It's rough, but it's not going to kill me. Like, Yes. Yes. Say really louder not... for the people in the back. <laughs> Failure is not going to kill you. It's really not. Like, and I think like just I learned so much and I kind of found that calmness that I was missing last year because now I'm calm like... If I lose, nothing bad is going to happen, but I Mm-mm. want to win. And I think that was also like one thing that I had last year that I like, I was more scared of losing than I wanted to win, mm. which is not a good way to start because you go into competition with a being chased mindset instead yes. of the chasing mindset. Yeah. And it's that's defense what I'm instead of offense. Exactly. Yes, and that's what I'm feeling this year. Like, I'm ready to fucking chase them mm-hmm. down. Like, they're going to have to do a run for their money. No, I don't know how to say that saying, but... Run for their... Right? <laughs> yes, they better run for them hills, because I'm kind of... I agree. <laughs> I agree. Oh, you know, and isn't it crazy? Like, we both got out of the slump over this winter, and I feel mm-hmm. like everything's improved so much like our trainings have improved our like friendship has improved um just everything feels so much healthier but only because we had to like grind through that shit time back then to Mm. like be up here again definitely and I'm just coming out such like a more strong person because like yes I did perform better two years ago but the person I was then was so fragile Mm. like she like this had to happen for me to come out stronger now and who knows like I might not perform at the next competition but it doesn't worry me because nah. the path is there the path, the path is, laid is out. there exactly we're, and, I'm and we're working on it every day definitely definitely so it's not to say like oh I'm gonna be world champion next competition no that's no really not what I'm saying but I'm just more calm more confident more ready to just like Give, give it your all. Money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. And it's also about like, we've created this incredible team with so many people behind the scenes that you might not see every day, but that have been so valuable to us. And we have created a program, we have created work, like, you know, yes, at the moment, financially, it's really hard. Yes, we're both very tired from the winter training, but I'm so keen for the future because our path is laid out. The money's going to come. The money is coming. Like, we already know that the money's coming now in the next few months. So that's, you know, like, that doesn't worry me anymore. I've seen the progress happening over the past three months. It was astronomical. So I can't even imagine what's going to happen in the next three months, the three months after that. So even though there's hard times in our lives and sometimes it feels like, you know, what am I doing here? We are working towards our goal every day and we can trust in the people around us. We can trust in ourselves and in each other that we will get there one way or another. We will get to the top. Definitely. Definitely. Wow. Welcome to our TED Preach. Talk. Holy <laughs> shit. Like you sounded so inspiring to me, girl. I am so proud of you because I've <laughs> seen that transformation happen in you. And, you know, I couldn't be prouder. Like for you also last year was 
insane. Like, I feel like we should mention that, you know, you never really worked before in your life and then you get thrown into this whole company. And suddenly, not only are you a professional athlete, which is you're kind of used to that, right? But like you had a new mm -hmm. coach and suddenly there was expectations from work, um, which probably added on to that stress even more. But look at you now, like you're dealing with your shit. Like, you know, I love it. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. Thank you. And same goes out to you. Like you just became an like professional athlete. Like it's <laughs> crazy to me. Our lives look are so us. good. Yeah, look at us go. Oh. Rubbing each other's clit again. Yeah, what the hell? It's just <laughs> But this is you know, like if you don't feel good about yourself or about your process, it's not gonna work out for you. But if you feel good about where you're at, then that that's the path. And it doesn't matter what other people say, but you're gonna get through any plateau, any you know, anytime you're stuck. Just trust like lean into it, trust it, you know, like except I'm in a plateau, but no worries because I'm looking for the long-term process here and it's going to go up or down maybe and then up again. Um, but I'm going to progress. I'm going to move forward. Yeah, I agree. Couldn't agree more. Oh, <laughs> lovely. We've been talking for ages. I think like, sounds like we've missed yeah. podcasting. Maybe we have. I have. This I have, actually. I agree. Also, the reason we haven't been podcasting, by, by, um, by the way, is also like I've been road tripping, so I haven't really had a lot of internet, but also there was regattas, there was like a lot of change. Was there? I don't remember. No, like, it was a lot. Stop? And like at the end of a training camp like that, like keep in mind, like we were out in, in Lanzarote for three months mm. training full time, like every day. We barely had days yeah. off. When I'm thinking about nah. it, like looking at my training diary, I barely had days off. <laughs> I don't think I've and ever trained this many hours in my life. <laughs> no, me neither. So in the end of this training stay, to be completely honest, like I was like a zombie. I feel yeah. like I changed personality a little because I you was did just towards so the tired. End. Yeah, towards the end. I was just so tired of, I don't, I don't know, tired of what? I don't know. I mean, I'm, I was just exhausted. And I think that like, Having a podcast with us when we were in that mental state, it won't I don't know do if anyone you guys any good. That, no. To be honest, no. Um, so that's athlete life. Like it is unpredictable, and you have some yes. some weeks which are harder than others. And yeah, we are <laughs> we definitely have... like we're definitely trying to find solutions. Like we're definitely trying to like basically this whole structure thing that I mentioned in the beginning is also so that we don't miss out. You know that we stay mm. consistent with work, with training, with everything. Um, because we have been prioritizing windsurfing over everything else, which was good. It gave us a lot of hours, but actually, like, you know, talking to our coach, we probably trained too much, which is why you are so dead and you're a zombie and not structured enough. So quantity is not better than, you know, quality <laughs> short trainings. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, we're we're learning, we're progressing, I guess <laughs> we're, we're growing. Yes. <laughs> we are and, and I, don't, I don't regret it I don't regret it we made so much pro like it was it was nest like it is not ideal but for that time frame it was ideal does that make I sense feel like, like we did the best out of what we had to work with I agree I think I agree I think so and now it's only getting better so yes we're learning Fuck evolving yeah. watch this space yeah. mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well great I think wow um, that wasn't as structured as I wanted to make it, but you know, I fucking love it because I feel like whenever we're in a flow, the episodes are so much better. Yeah, you're right. I'm I, so, feel, I feel like I kind of you know? took over and started interviewing you. 
No, I love that. I love it because we could both share our emotions. And I think people can really, (laughs) I hope people feel understood because, you know, being stuck and being in a training plateau, it freaking sucks. It's easy to talk about it once you're out of it. But like when you're in it and you're in the trenches and you don't know what the meaning of your life is anymore and I don't you don't know if your passion is really your passion and if this matters at all because nothing matters you know then yeah we hope that we can give you a little bit of hope there's another side there's a light at the end of the tunnel and it's completely normal like I think most athletes have had it so if you have it or have experienced it know that you're not alone it's completely normal and I think out of every situation like that, you're supposed to learn something. And that's yes. valuable in itself. I agree. I don't even want to say anything else. I think that's it. I think that's it. Drop the mic. Said it. Drop the mic. We've said it. We've done it. <laughs> that's it, guys. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening again. We are really trying to... I think now, due to the fact that we're going to work a lot more than we have so far... Um, we're probably going to be very consistent again. And I've already made like a nice little podcast schedule. So we should be on track. Mm -hmm. We are claiming the consistent energy. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So you guys should be getting an episode every week from this week on. Um, if you don't, please be patient with us. We're trying the best we can. (laughs) Probably because one of us had a breakdown or, you know, who knows? (laughs) Just (laughs) athlete things. Um, and we'll see you in the next one. Yes. Bye. See you guys. Thank you for listening. Thank you.